0: Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Well, hello, listener, and welcome back to another episode of Voice of the Church. Today, we're continuing our series thinking about patience, Last time we thought about patience with providence, and today we're thinking about patience with people. And so I'm going to read here first the Bible from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, where we read these words. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. Well, when it comes to patience, this is not only an attitude that we want to have before God and how we wait upon him, but this is an attitude that we are to have towards others, especially other people in their shortcomings. One commentator by the name of John Calvin put it this way, patience is to take everything in good part and not to be so easily offended. You might think this commentator lived in the year 2020 with all the debates going on, but he actually lived in the 16th century. Uh, This word patience in the Bible can be translated long-suffering. It can refer to someone who has a slow fuse. If you've ever used big fireworks, uh, some of the big ones have a very long fuse so that you can light it and then run away while the fuse burns slowly and take cover. Well, to have patience is to have a long fuse, to not be prone to dish out revenge or to pay someone back when they have wronged you. We don't often see this kind of patience in our world today, especially with political issues, our COVID-19 restrictions, our lack of civility in the public square, even around our own dinner tables, often stems from our loss of patience with each other and our frustration that people don't see the world like we do. And we all struggle with this, at times, I know that I do as well. I remember coming to learn Reformed theology for the first time in university and being so excited about the things that I was learning. But instead of sharing the treasure with other people, I sought to cram the good news down people's throats. Uh, this is sometimes called the cage stage of theology. Uh, this cage stage often marks the Zealous new converts who come to a new understanding of something and they want to get people to buy into it. Perhaps we begin to think, I've arrived. Why haven't you? The reality is none of us have arrived. Our hard-earned convictions could be wrong at certain points, even on those issues that are important, whether it be theology, justice issues, or whatever. We always need to be renewed by the word of God and patient with other people who are in process just like us. We grow in patience, though, not only when we humbly consider our own failures and blind spots, but also when we consider the incredible patience of God towards us in the Bible. Consider for a moment just who God is. In Exodus chapter 33, Moses asks to see the glory of God. The glory of God concerns who he is and his character. And what would you expect the glory of God to look like revealed to Moses? Perhaps we'd expect God to reveal his glory to Moses in a thunderbolt from heaven or in a terrifying voice from the clouds. But God says to Moses in Exodus 33:19, I will make all of my goodness to pass before you. God's glory is seen in his goodness. And God tells Moses to hide himself in the cleft of the rock so that he can make his glory pass by. And he reveals his glory to Moses in these words, in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. The first description of God is that he is merciful and gracious. And we read of how God's heart is bent not on retribution or on bringing down the hammer, but it is actually bent on mercy and grace. The Lord says, I am slow to anger. Literally in the Hebrew, this is an idiom that means long of nostrils. Perhaps you've seen a picture of an angry bull with a short red hot nose. Well, God says, I am long in nostrils. It takes me a while to get angry or to heat up. In other words, dear listener, God has a long fuse. The Bible says that God is provoked to anger and to wrath, but it never says that he is provoked to love. His mercy and grace is pent up, ready to gush forth and burst upon us. And so what does it mean to have patience? Well, it means refuse to be irritated by the wrongs that have been done to us. And who shows more patience than God himself? The God who showed his glory to Moses from a distance came near to us in Jesus Christ. In John 1.14 we read, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And consider the patience of Jesus in his ministry. Christ's disciples were slow to understand the things of God. They were slow to obey Christ. They even abandoned the Lord at the hour of his greatest need. And this is all of us at times. We've all turned our back on Jesus in various ways. And if Jesus were like us or like our culture, he would simply cancel his people. They struggle to understand the basics of the cross and salvation. They struggle to obey. Just get rid of them. It's so easy for us to lose patience with people who don't get it, we can have a short fuse with people who aren't growing in the Lord like we want them to be, whether that be our children or our spouse or people we're mentoring in the church or a friend. We can be tempted to just cut ties. But thanks be to God, Jesus is not like us. He does not cancel his people or condemn us in our sin, but he comforts us and leads us by his Spirit. God takes his people's sins seriously, calling us to repent But he came down from heaven so that his mercy and grace might be poured out upon a world that is unworthy. And Jesus says then in Matthew 11, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The yoke that Jesus puts upon his disciples actually benefits them and lifts them up. In the words of Dane Ortland, his yoke is like helium for a balloon. It lifts us up to the skies. Paul says in Romans chapter 2 verse 4 that we are not to show contempt for the kindness and patience of God, but that instead it is meant to lead us to repentance. The world continues today, right now, because of the patience of God. In Second Peter 3 verse 9 we read, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the word of God reminds us that his patience will not last forever. The Lord was patient in the days of Noah for 120 years, but then the judgment waters came. If we keep rejecting the goodness and kindness of God, we can only expect his judgment in the end. Although God's heart is bent on mercy, the Lord says that he will by no means clear the guilty. But for those who have experienced the kindness and goodness and patience of God, he calls us now to reflect his heart to this world around us, to reflect his patience towards our brothers and sisters in the church, to our neighbor, and even to our enemy. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 31 and 32, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And so may the Lord help us to bear the fruit of patience in our lives. May we remember God's incredible patience with us, and may we stay humble as we show that same kind of patience with others this week. We well, thank you for joining us here at Voice of the Church. We continue next time in our series as we think about the topic of humility from the book of Philippians. We hope you'll join us then.